deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Got, got football back, so what's what's there to complain about? We we've got football back. We're ninety percent of the way through week one of the preseason. Uh, next week we might actually get to see some of these players actually play. I hope. Um, I mean, you can't be too bad at Mitch. He didn't throw any interceptions or in, or any incompletions this week. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to have to go back and actually watch the game because I was uh, out to dinner for uh, a work function and did not get to watch the game, unfortunately. There's not much to see. He had uh, so. he handed the ball off three times to Mike Davis, three and out, <laughs> and then he was done. And the defense only played three of their starters for a series. Roquan Smith had a nice sack up the middle. That about sums it up. Uh, uh, One of those two kickers kicked a 43-yard field goal at the end of the first half. That was the uh, highlight of of the game. Yeah, didn't uh, Panera miss a a kick? Yeah, he might be out. He might be cut. I don't know. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, hey, it's football. It's back. And uh, so long as uh, you're not trying to wear Antonio Brown's helmet. Oh, good God. Lord. <laughs> Why? What? Uh. what a joke. What's wrong with it? This guy, we we shouldn't be letting the, the mentally ill play football. The, I tell you what, man. This guy's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, hey, surprise. It, your helmet's no good anymore. But he's seen this coming. I mean, it's not a new rule. Oh, they th- he thinks they're going to bend the rules for him. Uh, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing with a new helmet. Tom Brady is playing with a new helmet. It, it's no secret. It, what he, he thinks his helmet has magical powers or something? Good God. Uh, this this new one, it hurts his vision, is, is what I'm told. Or what, what I'm reading. I, I mean, whatever. Like, I get that you, you know, everybody's got their thing that this is what you're comfortable with. This is what you've played with for, you know, so many years, nine years, whatever. But, again, the rule is what it is. It's a safety issue. You knew it was coming. Why? I know. The helmet he, is there to be, yeah. to make things more safe. For the player, give me a freaking break. Yeah. You know what? It, they they should void his contract and cut his ass. Get him out of the NFL. That's not, did you watch Hard Knocks? I haven't watched it yet, but uh, all, all you know right. the, the guy's dumb enough to get his feet frostbitten in a cryo chamber, and he can't barely walk now. So, you know... It, very raidery of of the Raiders and John Gruden to pay that guy what they're paying him. That's all I gotta say. So um, <laughs> there's a guy on there. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Last Chance You. Spoiler alert for those of you that haven't watched a Hard Knocks uh, episode one yet. Uh, stop listening for the next like minute and a half, but come back. There's a guy from Last Chance You on Netflix named Ronald Ollie on there, 
And this guy had a, a history of being lazy on that show. And so he was lazy on, uh, you know, at practice. And Gruden said, all right, get your ass out of here. Just cut him. It was fantastic. So they need to they need to take that same approach. Like you don't want to wear your helmet. That's cool, man. But the way the the way the contract works, based on the reports I've seen, is that they'd have to put him on like reserve to to make sure they don't swallow a bunch of money. Because if they just cut him, he he still gets like thirty million dollars or something oh, like no. that. Oh no, he's they're yeah. not. They're definitely not going to cut him. Yeah, um, it's, if, it's if absurd. If he tries to retire, then. They have to put him on that reserve list, otherwise they still they take a bath on the on a cap hit. But uh, you know what a what a freaking joke! All right, I'm tired of talking about that guy. You get, get me fired up. What what are we drinking tonight, buddy? You got anything in front of you? Uh, I have a lovely. Uh, it's a 2019 Ice Mountain Natural Spring Water. Oh, wow, fantastic! <laughs> so, so so freaking exciting hey right, I, I'm, I'm drinking I, I i got a local brew here from windmill brewing down the road from me it's a mima colada pina colada inspired milkshake ipa it's very tasty oh, very nice i will tell you i had uh two doubles of bullet tenure yesterday at dinner that were absolutely fantastic so i may be adding a bottle of that to my collection i like it i like it so we'll we'll definitely have to get into some bourbon here on on the podcast this year as well well you know season's starting so i'll I'll get back to it (laughs) i'm counting on you i'm counting on you Uh, so let's uh let's get into this week's topic um we're gonna call this uh potential breakthroughs so will they won't they we're we're gonna um focus this week on the quarterback and running back positions and then next week we'll we'll finish off with wide receivers and tight ends but uh what we're doing here is we're gonna go through the 11 through 20 position as they finished the 2018 season in overall DraftKings points and discuss whether or not we think they will will or I don't know if will definitely but have a chance to crack the top 10 or potentially be in the top 10. Because clearly the, the guys in the top 10, there could be some that fall out. But there, there are definitely some some up and comers in this uh, eleven through twenty group at both positions that definitely could crack into that top ten. So um, why don't I go ahead and just run them down eleven through twenty at the quarterback position, and then we'll we'll take them one by one. So last year we had at eleven Tom Brady. Then Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Cam Newton, Mitch Trubisky, Eli Manning, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Case Keenum, and Matthew Stafford. That's your uh, what QB twos, if shall we say, if you're in a ten-team league. Um, so. I don't know if you've had a chance to really form some opinions, but I'll start it off with Tom Brady. Uh, love the guy. Um, don't really love him. I, I, why did I say I love him? I don't love God, the guy. I don't know. It was weird to everybody, me. I was just going to let it go. Everybody <laughs> freaking hates Tom Brady. He's he's. I, I have mad respect for the guy. He is the greatest champion probably ever in the NFL. He just continues to win, which is a good reason to hate the guy. <laughs> but um, he's old. He's anybody who's like the same age as me is not really peaking in the NFL anymore. It's amazing that he's in great shape and everything, but 
as we've seen with the Patriots over the last couple of years, they've been really shifting their game plan towards the running game. Uh, you, you had Gronk retire this year. He's, their best receiver is 33-year-old Julian Edelman. Not a ton of weapons to stretch the field. Well, yeah, I suppose it remains to be seen if Josh Gordon gets a reinstatement. But I think that the New England Patriots are more in ball control mode now. And so for that reason, I do not like Tom Brady to crack the top 10 this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. And and everything you said is correct. My, my thing about it is their run-to-pass ratio is starting to uh, balance itself back out to, to closer to the run side of things, um, which is the, the Patriots' MO is once the NFL starts going one way, they go, okay, great, now we can kind of change the curve a little bit. And obviously they're not going to just stop being a passing team altogether. Um, but they're, they're starting to have these high-quality and lots of you know good-quality running backs that they're going to be utilizing to make up for that they don't have Gronk. They don't have Edelman. They, you know, they didn't have Cooks last year. You know, like you can just see the shift coming if you're paying attention. Um, still a quality play, just not going to finish in the top ten. Yeah, I, I think that's that. No, no knock on Tom Brady. Mad respect, but he's just not. He, he's not there. As far he's going to be steady, but he's not going to put up those gaudy numbers anymore. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next guy, JD. How do you feel about Dak Prescott? Well, there are a lot of factors on that one. <laughs> a lot of factors on that one because, um, you know, what's his running back situation going to be like? Yeah, so that, I mean, I, that's I a that's a big that's a that's a big big thing, and and I will say this: if Elliot and the Cowboys can't come to an agreement, and Elliot, for whatever reason, decides not to play, it opens up that potential for Dak to crack the top ten because he's gonna have to throw more. Really? That's I mean. I I guess I have a little bit different take on it. I I feel like if Elliott's not there, then the offense is a lot more at risk. And, um, and, and because Elliott showed last year that he can be such a big part of the passing game and that, you know, they, they added Amari Cooper, I, I, I feel like, and here's, I feel like Dak does have the potential to break into the top 10, and that's assuming Elliott is on the team, which at this point, I know there's reports out there, you know, he's he's prepared to sit and everything. I think this, it's posturing. I, I cannot see that, I can't see Jerry Jones not figuring out a way to get this guy on the field this year. Um, and... I really, I've I've read some stuff how uh, he he's it, this isn't a Le'Veon Bell situation. There there uh, there's no benefit really for him to to miss the season. So yeah, so yeah, I'm looking at it from the other side, from Elliott's standpoint. He doesn't gain anything by not playing this year. Right. He's he's got two more years on this contract, and he has to accrue his seasons. So he, he's got to play like, you know, now he can do the whole show up and, Oh, I've got a hamstring quote unquote. Yeah. No, I, I think the guy shows up. I actually think that, uh, the Cowboys and him come to some sort of extension agreement and he, you know, he may not play at all in the preseason, but, he wouldn't have played anyway. But I don't think he was going to play. And 
because of his role in the passing game and the and his presence keeps the defense honest uh, then i really really do think that this is uh Dak's opportunity to break 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 into the top 10 but i'm not saying he he's a definite it's just he's i there may be he might be the only guy or one of the only guys who to go multiple seasons with 22 passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns um, ever. I, I, I don't think that any, I, I saw that stat somewhere and uh, I'll have to look it up and, and, and see what, what the exact stat is, but um Maybe it's three in a row or something like that, but he's the only one. So he he he's got the legs to and and the arm, and now he's got a full season, a full off season to work with a, a real stud wide receiver. Um, so I like his chances. Um, yeah, and and where he finished you know, outside of the top 10, we're not talking like 50 points here. We're talking like 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, it's not going to take all, it's not going to take a whole lot and there's multiple paths to get there. For sure. Um, uh, Next guy on the list is Philip Rivers. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Rivers. He's been a consistent quarterback, but uh, a lot of the same things that we said about Brady, I think apply here. He's, he's getting up there in age. And uh, he's he's a dink and dunker, and I uh, while I think he's a steady option, I, I'm not really thinking he's he's going to put up huge numbers again. And, and I'm actually I'm going to go against you again here just a, a little bit because the the difference between him and Brady is that the team isn't going to ground and pound. Um, I don't think they're they're gonna try to run as much as say New England will, or at least utilize their backs as much. And they actually have receivers and tight ends that just don't exist right now in New England. So, I, I he's gonna sling it more. I mean, I don't have the uh, the exact numbers up here on uh, how many attempts, you know pass attempts one of them's doing versus the other but hey hey hey, just think about this how exhausted are you with two children think about how many philip rivers has (laughs) the guy's like i know the guy the guy's like 60 in uh in dad years All right. Well, like I said, I, I mean, we're, we're we're a little differing on here. I just think there's too many other options to finish above him. It's not that I'm knocking Phillip Rivers. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think that – I think there's other guys that are going to put up better better numbers. And, and, yeah. I, and I would think that when we start to talk about it, uh, you, you probably have – there's probably at least 10 guys you like better than – Rivers. Um, I I will put it this way. I think Philip Rivers has a better chance of cracking the top 10 than Tom Brady does. Uh, I'm probably not going to make an argument either way on that one, but I, I, I'd probably tend to lean your way on that one. I mean, that's just the strength of schedule. I'm looking at the schedule and going New England's not going to have to pass as much and the charges are going to yeah so next up on the list cam newton and um this guy he only finished like 10 points out of the top 10 last year and he missed two games uh he's been pretty consistent with his legs he gets you a lot of a lot of extra fantasy points um on the ground and and into the end zone with his legs. I I feel like his receiving core is, is kind of up and coming. It, it, he's been so many years without much of anything to pass for, and he's got a couple of young guys that um, 
seem to be on the up and coming on the outside um, and then probably uh, probably a healthy Greg Olson I know he's getting towards the end of his career and then possibly one of the most dynamic uh, receiving backs in the in the game uh, right now in Christian McCaffrey so I think that if Cam can stay healthy, he's definitely um, on his way back up into that top 10. He could easily crack the top 10, assuming this new throwing motion hasn't totally screwed him up. Like, I, I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he, he changed his throwing motion to help better preserve his body and his shoulder and all that, you know, the fun stuff that comes with being an NFL quarterback. So we'll you know we'll see if if it hasn't made him take a step backwards, you know, with uh, being able to deliver the ball, then he could easily crack it. Sure, um, but so that that's a wait and see because uh, he has not thrown a ball yet in a game. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely see. But I I do like DJ Moore quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's got you, like you said, he's got more weapons now than he's had. It's all set up for him to crack that top 10. It's just a matter of can he. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Well, now on to 15 and I know <laughs> our, our, uh, our opinions of this guy have been well documented over the last year. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky, he also missed two games last year and did not uh, miss out from the top ten fantasy-wise. Um, so I'm going to just go ahead and turn it over to you and you tell me why he's terrible and and won't crack the top ten. You're half right. Um, I don't think he's terrible, but I, he's not going to crack the top ten. So... Yes, he missed two games, and he missed the being the top ten by like what twenty five points, something like that. Yeah, a, a lot of that's padded by like two or three like really good games, and one of those was just a monster game against piss poor secondaries. I mean, that game he had against Tampa, where he was playing against you know people that they hired off the street to come play corner, that was a huge game for him. So, you know, he's, he's got padded stats there. This year, they have a much tougher schedule than what they had last year. So you're going to suspect that he's going to be playing a little bit more or they're going to be throwing a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to matter. You know, unless he's corrected pointing his feet in certain directions, um, I don't see it. All I just right. don't see it. Well, here's here's my, my argument for now... Like I said, this is, this list is who we think has the potential. It doesn't necessarily mean who, you know, we're not picking our top ten here. But I, I think that, you know, he's shown flashes of the of abilities to put up big games in the Matt Nagy offense. He's now had another full offseason with Matt Nagy to learn the offense. Nagy is an excellent quarterback coach so I'm I'm willing to bet that he's done a lot of work with Mitch to to correct some of these problems work on the accuracy a bit and and decision making uh, they're bringing back pretty much the same core uh, of offense players so um, and as you mentioned tougher schedule gonna need to actually put up more offense this year I'm I'd be willing to bet because well I think the defense is still going to be a top five defense I don't think you can count on the number of defensive turnovers and scores that they had last year it's just not a sustainable rate they they pretty much lapped the field last year and you're not going to be that much better than everybody which means the offense is going to have to put up more numbers to keep winning. And I think the bears are going to win again this year. So, 
Um, it would not surprise me at all to see him crack up into the top 10 because like Cam Newton, he, he is very versatile with the legs as well. So um, I maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, but I, 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 I do have uh, faith in the kid to really uh, take a step to the next level. I like I've said all along. I hope he does, and I hope I'm wrong. I just I don't think the situation plays out in a scenario that he does again. Because you mentioned earlier, when you look at the top ten, there's like two or three guys that you can move out of there that I I think could easily fall out of the top ten, and who are going to be the guys that fill it? And I just don't think he's one of them. Well, I've got. I'll tell you what. I've got four guys that are in the top ten that I don't think are there again. But we can. I'll run through that real quick later after we finish this group. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I I think the next four guys on the list. I think three of them are are easy that we don't have to talk about very much. Uh, are you in agreement with me? Uh, let's see. Let's You're see. Eli say Manning. Eli Manning. No. No, we don't. That guy sucks. He's done. Um. At, Case that's, Keenum, that's at gone. 16 Case Keenum he's in Washington he's got nobody on that team he's I, I, don't, I don't like him he's he's not and Derek Carr I I just I don't think there's any chance that he's a top 10 quarterback yeah so they have yeah that and they're not they have the toughest schedule this year based off of last year's record right so, so th- that, and they've had some line issues, and they may lose their number one receiver before the season ever starts, <laughs> so, because exactly. you know he can't wear a helmet. And so. and it, and it's they're playing Gruden ball, and all he wants to do is you know pound the ball on the ground, and they drafted a running back in the first round. So I don't know. Well, and, they drafted and, eight people in the first round. And <laughs> true. And we've already talked longer than I want to talk about Derek Carr, but <laughs> I watched him throw the ball last year. He sucks. <laughs> All right, so the, the hot button here is um, the, Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah, this is uh, the one of the two golden boy quarterback. Uh, everybody's jonesing, and I'm trying to keep it clean here. So, um Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, um, those are the two like that everybody is like pining over, wants to throw all their chips in the middle on. Um, and I gotta say, I think that Baker Mayfield uh, definitely has the chance. We saw over the thirteen games or so that he started that he has that he's got this electric ability he's he's a good leader out there on the field he he make plays and they just keep piling weapons <laughs> into the cachet for him yeah john dorsey has said look i'm gonna turn this team around and has done a phenomenal job with player acquisition just phenomenal all the tools are there and uh you know, he, he's, you said he's got this electricity, this energy. Like, the kid's got some moxie. He's got some stones on him. He's like a young like, Jim McMahon. Like, he's a, you know, just listen. You're going to do what I want. And you're going to do it right. Or you're not getting the ball. Like, he, just, he you know, you can see it. And he's like, I'm going to win. You're either coming with me or get off the field. So, yeah, I love watching it. You know, it's going to be real exciting. And how can you not root for the Browns after so many years of, I don't even want to say mediocrity because I don't think that gets low enough. Um, oh, yeah. They've, they've yeah, not man. been mediocre. I don't the, know the, poten- the potential's root. there. The I, I don't know how there. much I'm going to root for the Browns, but. Um, it's AFC. I can root for the Browns all <laughs> I want until the until the Super Bowl. But Baker, <laughs> uh, the He's he's definitely got what it, it looks like he's got what it takes to to go up to the next level and uh, I know he's, you're you're hard pressed to find anybody right now that's that's betting against the kid so yeah uh, if he can if he can manage all the 
star power around him, he should be able to crack the top ten. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you. There's a, there's a lot of star power there. Of big-name receivers that moved in the past year, uh, the Browns, I think, got the right one. <laughs> I would sure. agree with that. For sure. He's younger and uh, just just more potential. And I think uh, being with Jarvis Landry, I think, uh, is, is going to be just – just sick for for these guys. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> real quick, uh, I mentioned Kyler Murray. He wasn't obviously as a rookie coming in. Um, we'll. Uh, I'm I'm not as high on on the guy as a lot of people are. Do you, do you believe that that kid will be a top ten fantasy quarterback this year? No. No, I think he's. I think he's going to be good, but he's another one of those where the hype is so much that I, I don't think there's any way he can live up to it. Uh, but again, Arizona was so bad on offense last year. Like, you know, you really don't have anywhere to go but up. I I think he's going to be fun. I think he's going to finish somewhere around like eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. But you know. I don't think he goes near the top ten. My, I I think he's got potential, but I I just don't think he gets there. I think that the offensive line in Arizona is is too poor to to give him the opportunity to be that good. And while I love Larry Fitzgerald, maybe one of my favorite uh, wide receivers ever, I I just don't think he's got the. I think his skills have probably deteriorated enough that, that he can't lift the team to be better um, at this point. And I do like David Johnson, but again, when you're hampered by uh, offensive line issues, um, I think, I think that's, that's rough. And, and let's face it, he's, he's running around, but the big knock on him before the draft has been his size and it, it remains to be seen. Uh, if he'll be able to hold up to an NFL beating, um, th- you know, for more than a few weeks. Yeah, for a guy that's used to being one of the fastest on the field, we'll see what happens when it's game time. So I mentioned yeah. before yeah. that um, there are four guys that were in the top ten last year that I think are very good candidates to fall out. Um, and the, to, to me, uh, it's Roethlisberger, Goff, Breeze, and Cousins. Um, those are the four most likely to me to fall out. Um, I think Roethlisberger, again, aging, uh, reformation of the team. He put up a lot of big numbers early in the year, not so much later in the year, um, Goff, I think that team is just going to be more balanced, um, and 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 I think that they want. There were so many games where they they were on the the right side of, or really the wrong side of variance, where they won so many close games last year. It's going to be a rougher season for the Rams this year. Um, Breeze, I think he's just in that aging category where the Saints are more relying on the running game. And Cousins, I just don't like the Vikings. Is that good enough? It's good enough for me, but <laughs> that's another that's another team that's going to rely on their running game a lot. Right. So um, I, I will agree with you on Roethlisberger, Breeze, and Cousins. Those were my three easy drops. Um. Golf, I'm I'm torn on. I'm really torn on. I mean, yeah, they had they had a couple again big games that that helped that. Um, I'm not sure he drops out of the ten. He might fall to nine or ten, but I don't think he drops out of them. Yeah, I mean, it's look. I'm and we're talking it's, po- like four or five points between like nine and thirteen. So it's not. And, and really, one of the. Uh, one of the really cool things that I think we see in the NFL right now is there are a lot of really 
skilled and talented quarterbacks out here. And there's a lot of points being put up in the NFL these days. So um, if you have a guy that's around, you know, 8, 9, 10, up through 15 even, you know, they're, they're pretty viable on a week-to-week basis. Uh, so here, let me let me throw this last one out there. We should probably move on to running backs. The disparity between number one and number two for QBs is seventy points. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, does does number one stay number one? So Patrick Mahomes beat out on my list Matt Ryan by seventy points. Do, does Patrick Mahomes end up as the number one quarterback again? This year, yeah. is that what you're asking me? That I, is what I'm asking you. I think he does. I don't know if he is 70, 80, 75 points better than the next guy. I don't I don't know that, but I think that you know, he's got another year of maturity in the offense. Uh, oh, I'm thinking there's probably less controversy during the season. You know, You don't see him going through another – Kareem Hunt thing, although they had the whole Tyreek issue off season, but it looks like Tyreek escaped any sort of uh, suspension. You, yeah, I I suppose if if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy, <laughs> you got Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, dynamic weapons and. Mahomes just uh, we we talked about um, how dynamic Mayfield is. Mahomes has already done it and done it at a super high level, and you just know that Andy Reid loves to put up those points. So um, I I'm picking Mahomes again. I know a lot of people are liking Watson this year, um, but they got a really tough schedule also. Yeah, if the game slows down for Mahomes, that's scary. I know. I that's know. that's just scary. But again, huge, you know, a couple huge games early for him, and then it really calmed down. So, um, I don't know. He he had a couple of decent games at the end of the season. Almost got me to the top in my season long uh, after I traded for him. Um, but yeah. we, we can, we can probably argue back and forth on some of these stats oh, for, sure. for a while. So for sure, let's go ahead <laughs> and move on to the running back position. Um, this list is, <laughs> I think it'll be a lot easier to get through this list and w- without, uh, as much arguing. Um, but, 11 through 20 for 2018 at the running back position. This is, again, DraftKings scoring. So full PPR bonuses were available for over 100 yards, either receiving or rushing. But um, you go Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt, Philip Lindsay, Chris Carson, Derek Henry, Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Adrian Peterson, Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack. Before we even get into it, how many of those guys? Give me, give me a number of got those guys that you think are potentially top ten uh, running back scorers. Two. Two. I I have the same number two, and it's probably the same two guys. We'll see. Um, <laughs> um, well, let's just knock this out of the way. I love Tariq Cohen. I think he is an exciting player. I think that there is no way in hell that he cracks the top 10 um, at the running back. He's he's a gadget player. He's just not going to have the consistency of touches. I know he can put up a lot of points on a lot fewer touches. I just don't think he's a top 10 back. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm going to agree with you because so last year they had Jordan Howard, they had Tariq Cohen. 
and then uh, Taekwon Mazel to you know spell Tariq every now and then. You had your your thunder and your lightning, and what they made sure to do this year was to get at least one guy that can do both. Absolutely. You know, the, there's arguments that Mike Davis can can sort of do both, but he's got to be able to stay on the field in order for that to happen, uh, whether it be health or earning earning playing time. I think Tariq Cohen may get more more snaps than he got last year, but I don't think it's because they're going to use him more. I think he's going to lose out quite a bit to uh, Montgomery and possibly Davis at this point in time too. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he cracks it. I I actually say he falls back like three or four spots easy. Oh, at least I think that I don't think Tariq Cohen is the highest scoring running back on the Bears this year. Um, so. You know, take that. I, I I really do believe that they brought in David Montgomery. He's going to play the Kareem Hunt type role. He he's able to give you both running and receiving. He's got a lot of wiggle in him. He can make players miss. I think Tariq Cohen this year gets used more in a kind of mid slot yep. type position where he's on the field a lot with the other running back. Um, be it Montgomery or Davis, but he, he's more um, a lot of emotion guy. He'll yep. maybe get some inside mm-hmm. flips, maybe a handoff every now and then, but a lot more involved in the passing game than ever yeah. as a rusher. Yeah, it puts him a lot closer to that Tyreek Hill role, where if you if you've got Montgomery in the back and you swing Cohen out to the slot, you know, like you said, throw him in motion, and he just takes off to pull your safety or if your safety decides, no, this is run. I'm staying home and Mitch can read it quick enough. That's where your points are going to come off of him. But yeah, yeah. I, we're, we're in agreement there. Yeah. So, um, Kareem Hunt's an easy no, because he's not playing for the first eight games. Yeah. That, that, that's an easy no. Philip Lindsay's a no, because he's losing touches to Royce Freeman, uh, and may lose them to Theo Riddick. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think. I mean, Philip Lindsay is just a guy that they know they can't give the ball to twenty times a game. He did yeah. some great things last year, but he's a smaller guy, and uh, they they just can't give it to him enough to to get him there. Yeah. Chris Chris Carson, no. Chris Carson, no. He's got too much competition. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a bad back. I think it's just too much of a split in Seattle. Well, and they they ran so many times last year. I mean, I I'm going down this this list of this eleven through twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three guys over two hundred attempts: Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson had two hundred fifty one. Chris Carson had two hundred forty seven. Then it drops to two fifteen. So, I mean, he just had a lot of attempts because they were running the ball like crazy, and I think they're going to be forced into passing more this year. So add that in with more of a committee, and there's no way. He's another guy that's probably going to fall back five, six spots. I I agree wholeheartedly. Derrick Henry we come to at 15, and I think this is is a guy that, that can take that step up into the top 10 tier. Um, once you saw, uh, towards the back half of the season when they decided to actually feed the beast and get him rolling, they couldn't stop him. Now I, I gotta, I, I gotta say that I had a lot of doubts in him early in, in the year just because he doesn't have a juke. He's just coming straight at you, but he just keeps coming at you. Yeah. I mean, it's like watching a uh, better version of Brandon Jacobs. Like, at some point in time, you just don't want to hit the guy. You know, and you and you can see it when guys come to tackle him. They just, they do not want to go head-to-head and he <laughs> with this guy once he's running. He doesn't have a, like, like I said, he doesn't have like a wiggle, like a, but he does have kind of this this vision, this like lean where he just kind of slides through the line a little bit as he gets his head of steam every now and then. And 
we saw what he had like a 250 yard game or something like that and all, all kinds of touchdowns yeah against jacksonville on a thursday night he, it was uh, a monster game yeah he he made me some bacon last year i traded for him mid-season uh and and got me all the way to the uh to the league championship game so um I, I I've watched quite a bit of him. He he doesn't give you much of anything in the passing game, but uh, really he he hauled in fifteen or uh, fifteen out of eighteen catches so um, targets last year. So it's he it it's not much. I, I wonder if they try to use him a little bit more. I know they still have Deion Lewis, but um, I, I I think that it's it's for sure he's got the starting role this year and and they'll they'll be trying to feed him the ball i'd like him to move on up this list yeah that that's the hope with a new offensive coordinator that it's oh hey this guy can run because lafleur didn't figure out how to use him until like week 12 right. so that's yeah, that's going to be the question do they do they finally and i we've seen it with henry before where the titans are like oh yeah we should give henry the ball and just let him run. Um, I I hesitate. Like he's got the potential, but it's all on the the coordinator. Do you turn him loose? If you turn him loose, this guy can crack the top ten. Right. But if you don't, you know, if you wait till week eight, then he's probably going to sit right about where he's at. Right. Oh, I I agree with that. But you know, we're we're just going off of what we exactly what we think yeah happen here. What we think should happen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Next up on the list is Kenyon Drake, and uh, I I just can't pick anybody on Miami to do anything positive. So I think Miami is probably your worst team in the NFL this year. Uh, Kenyon Drake's so frustrating because this guy has the potential to be really good, but again, a guy that's just not used the right way or given the ball enough. So yeah, there's no he doesn't move up. Right. That's that's an easy one. Next up, Nick Chubb, one of my favorite up-and-coming running backs. This guy has got speed and power. He can catch the ball. Um, and he's in that, that dynamic Cleveland offense. As well as Cleveland just traded away Duke Johnson. I know they've got Kareem Hunt sitting there coming back in week 10 or whatever he's going to be back in. But... You know, by then, we'll know. And, and if Nick Chubb is rolling, they're not. Kareem Hunt's not going to come in, and if if that offense is rolling, come in and take away from him. Um, it, this guy, I think, is is he's like at that precipice where he could be a top five guy, in my opinion. Yeah. So he's got eight weeks of. No competition from, sorry, no running back competition. This is a, this is my other guy that I think has the best potential to move up into the top 10. Possibly in the top five, depending on how, you know, how they actually use them. But that's going to be a little bit, <laughs> you know, that's again, how much are they going to spread the ball around? Right. Um I have concerns about him holding up under like my two concerns are do his legs hold up, you know, from an injury standpoint, because he is going to be out there all the time. Yeah. And then the other side of that is Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, uh, Rashard Higgins, because uh, Callaway is now suspended for four games. Uh, David and Joku and then Chubb like you've got you've got all these options and at some point in time you know it's going to come down to you if you're not getting the ball to these guys you're going to have a like a breakdown a drama breakdown so he may lose out on the ever so important uh, receiving targets that if you're going to be a top 10 DraftKings back you have to have targets like that, that's not an option, and so that is that's the one thing for me that says he won't make it if they're not going to throw him the ball. 
Yeah, I, I get it. But I think that uh, his touchdown numbers go up this year. And um, as, as a, in a bell cow running back role where he's going to be on the field 80% of the time, um, he's got the talent, you know, even maybe he, I, I, I don't think his targets are going down because Duke Johnson isn't there anymore. I, so, well, yeah, I'm not saying they're going down. My concern is that they're not going to go up. And as you look across the top 10 backs, nobody has less than 60 targets. Sorry, one person has less than 60 targets, and it's 55. Right. Nick Chubb had 29 targets last year. I, I get you, yeah. If that, if that number doesn't go up, which I think they're going to struggle to do solely because they have so many mouths to feed... Like if if it doesn't jump significantly to like the forty five range, he's going to struggle to get there. Yeah, it should because he doesn't have that competition. You know, it, it's just that'd be my hesitation. But I will say he he can and should crack the top ten. Right. So let's go ahead and move on. Adrian Peterson, I just. I mean, how no. long can he keep doing it? He's, you, you saw he died out in the second half of the season last year. And and that that's that's another team that's uh, – I think their defense is not good, so so they're going to be playing from behind. And, and Peterson just was not used when they were behind. Yeah, Adrian Peterson had the fifth most touches – uh, just rushing attempts last season. That's not going to happen this year because <laughs> they've got Darius Geis. Like they they want to use him, and they still have Chris Thompson. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's not going to happen. He's going to fall into that like twenty three, twenty four, if not lower. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next, Tevin Coleman. No, I I don't. <laughs> I just don't see it. He's move he's uh what he moved in on to san francisco right he is he is with san francisco they and they eight, only they have 18 running backs in san francisco <laughs> and they all do about the same thing yeah yeah um the only the only good news for tevin coleman at this point in time is that jarek mckinnon's had another setback yeah but like you said you know there's enough other bodies there there's yeah no, I mean, he's another yeah, fallback. He's, he's still got Matt Breida there. It's just yeah. Yeah, he he was a starting back last year, and he was nineteenth. Right. He's not going to be a starting back. He's falling out of the top twenty. Absolutely. Um, and then lastly on this list is at number twenty was Marlon Mack. I just don't see the potential. He's in a good offense. Um. Uh, it, I just don't see the potential of him jumping up into that top tier. No, I, I expect him to go top 15. So to move up about five spots, but he's not getting to the top 10. And there's one other guy that was, that that didn't make it within our range here that I, uh, I think is, got a reasonable chance of, of jumping all the way up there. And that's Dalvin cook. Um, and he, he was so low basically because he missed so many games last year, but, uh, he, he again is in one of those roles where he's going to get the, the majority of the time on the field in an offense that spreads around and, and, uh, with a quarterback who does like to, uh, dump it off from time to time so 100 percent agree with that um now i gotta ask you here because i'm looking at this top 10 list so i'm i'm curious because we've talked there we think there's three guys that could potentially move into the top 10 who are your three that get knocked out and just for the record i my list uh and correct me if if i'm off on what you're looking at saquon cmc Gurley. Kamara, Elliot, Connor, Gordon, 
White, Mixon, and uh, David Johnson. Um, Melvin, Gordon, James White, and Joe Mixon. Those would be my three that I say could fall out. Okay. Um, Gordon, I think he's a decent back. I don't think he's an elite back, and he's looking for elite money. So I, who knows what's going to go on with his, his – uh, his contract holdout, but they have Eckler and Justin Jackson there who they, they like as well. So, um, I just, you know, he's also had some durability issues. Uh, James White, like the guy, he just does, he, you know, he's a receiver, which in, in this PPR uh, mode, you just, it's hard to count on any New England running back to, to get enough touches to, to stay in that top 10 range. And Joe Mixon, um, I don't think he's a bad back, but they, they've already lost 60% of their offensive line. They don't have A.J. Green. I just think Cincinnati is a hot mess. Yeah, the add on top of that, that Zach Taylor wants to have Gio Bernard out on the field more often. Uh, to do a little bit more split, uh, it, it kind of puts me with Mixon kind of in in a wash period because I do think he's going to get a, a few more receptions in this offense, which is good because, as I mentioned, he's the one guy in the top 10 that had less than 60 targets. Uh, so I, I expect him to see a little bit more than that in this offense, but the rushing is going to go down. So um, I wanted to go back because – uh, you know, Melvin Gordon won an elite money and not being in the that elite tier. Melvin Gordon finished as running back seven, and he did it in 12 games, which is it's really kind of impressive. Uh, but the question is going to be is how long does he hold out? If he comes back before the season – his odds of getting hurt within the first three weeks are so good because he's not going to be in, in football shape. The, that guy has the potential to be a top five back, but because of this holdout, I, I would have to agree. He could fall out of this top 10 really easy. Yeah. I just, I mean, he had a lot of great opportunity last year. And I don't, I just don't think he's like anything special. He had ten touchdowns, you know that he. I suppose is that repeatable? That's that's yeah. That's a touchdown every seventeen runs, like <laughs> every know, seventeen touches. Yeah, it's. He had four receiving touchdowns. He had he had five yards per carry and, and from. Um, I was listening to another podcast the other day. Adam Levitan had a guy on, and forgive me, I can't remember his name, but um, he was talking about offensive lines uh, ranks, and and San Diego's offensive line was not ranked very high. So, what um, about LA's? Was LA's okay? San Diego, LA, whatever. <laughs> the Chargers, the 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 lost whatevers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. No, you're 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 one hundred percent right. I should uh, whatever the the floating uh, chargers, <laughs> the the roaming wandering chargers. Uh, anyhow, their their offensive line not that not ranked very high, so it's hard to see him averaging uh, over five yards of carry again. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, the potential's there for him to fall out really easy. Like the way things are lining up right now, he's going to fall out of the top ten. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And James White, uh, James White had 123 targets. He's, I just don't see him getting that many targets now because that is a lot of targets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, McCaffrey had 124, Saquon had 121. You know, and Saquon and CMC were your you're one and two. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I expect James White to be maybe at the like, I don't know, ninety to a hundred targets. Like, I don't think he's going to completely fall off the map, but they can start using Michelle, and, and they've got a they've got a rookie in Harris that can probably do just about the same things for you. So, agreed, agreed. Well, uh, I think that that about does it here for the quarterback and running back. Like I said, next week we will be back to discuss the wide receivers and tight ends um but it, it's good to be back into the groove here talking some football getting ready for the season where I'm, I'm pretty stoked to have some real uh some real games coming up in a few weeks and just kind of really starting to dig in and do the research to to see how I want to try to construct my season-long teams, um, but uh, it it's it's fun. It's it's that time of year. We we were out tonight. Noticed that uh, it's not starting. It's not staying light out as long. So you know that summer is starting to fade, which means football is coming. That's right. Uh, as you mentioned, started started compiling all the data and starting to. Uh analyze everything more so than than in the past so this season ought to be really interesting to see how things go really really looking forward to uh overthinking every decision i do this year (laughs) as always as always absolutely (laughs) well jd why don't you tell the folks how they can get in touch with you yeah find me in those usual spots at jd west 22 twitter and instagram hit us up let's talk some football Sure thing, and I can be found on Twitter at Justin M. West, Instagram JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call or email us another bad call at gmail.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>